So during this week, no different, I read some commentaries, and the directions go in different ways in my head. The first thought came to me when I was a child, I grew up in Jersey City, and the town next to us was Hoboken. Most of you heard about Hoboken now. But when I grew up, Hoboken was like nothing. It was like a blip on the map. We know it was Frank Sinatra's hometown, but that's about it. Its claim to fame, when I was growing up, not now, its claim to fame was it had as many churches on every corner as bars. That was Hoboken. So Hoboken was like Bethlehem. Okay, what did Micah say about Bethlehem? Too small to be among the clans of Judah. So Hoboken was like unknown. But so was Bethlehem, unknown. What does that mean that it was, it was too small? Well, when the Jews came into the area, okay, after the Canaanite experience, they came in clans in their family trees. So there were, uh, all the houses were led by a particular man and his children and his ancestors followed him to establish. One of the one you, you know all about is David's family. That's the heritage of it. But this particular one goes to Bethlehem where the ancestor of David came from, Jesse. Now we're going back to the family tree. And it, it was unimportant. It, it was an unimportant little town. From Bethlehem to Ein Karim, which is where Elizabeth lived, was uh, a short distance, two miles. But from where Elizabeth lived, Ein Karim, where Mary goes today, to her hometown is over 100, town, 100 miles from Nazareth. So she traveled 100 miles today. Now I bring up Bethlehem and Hoboken for the same reason, because now everybody knows about Hoboken. Everybody knows the... The Santa thing happened yesterday. I don't name the whole. I'm going to give it advertisement and and the and the rise in in real estate and it's the place to be. It's next to the city and blah 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 blah. It's famous. Well, go to Bethlehem today. Okay, maybe not today because of the political environment. But Bethlehem. If I say Bethlehem, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Maybe they might not pick pick it out on a map, but everybody knows Bethlehem. Okay, where where Jesus was born. And the word means house of bread. So everybody knows Bethlehem. We were there a few years ago, and it was crowded, crowded with tourists and pilgrims. And it was a wonderful experience to be there, right where Jesus was born, where Mary's house was. And then we took a trip. Let's go see where Mary went and according to the scriptures, in haste. Now, just put it in, in context. Mary's now a few months pregnant. Her cousin, Elizabeth, is already six months. Mary just received the Annunciation, and she and Joseph started packing up things to go visit her cousin, who's elderly. We don't know how old, but she was pregnant also six months, so she probably needed help. So Mary, as a good person, this is her character, as a good person puts her own needs aside, Women know this more than I would ever know. Remember morning sickness if you had babies? Okay. Well, Mary had morning sickness too. 
But that didn't matter. She packed her bags with Joseph, probably joined the caravan because the journey from Nazareth is about 100 miles to the hill country of Ancarim, which is where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. We went up there with a, with a bus. Once we landed in the area, we parked, and still we had to walk uphill to the place where tradition says this is where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. So it was a journey. So here we are listening to this nice, pretty reading, Mary goes in haste. No, it wasn't that nice. It was an adventure with an experience. And, and don't forget, again, roads weren't roads like we know them to be. Until the Romans came into the area, roads were dirt pebble roads. And along those roads, very often, bandits would gather to attack unsuspecting visitors. So that's why they probably, we don't know this historically, they probably joined a caravan, which is about 20, 30 people with the camels and the horses and things like that, walking in, in, a, in a mob, a healthy mob, going toward wherever their destination was, Mary and Joseph, Mary and, and Joseph are going toward Elizabeth's house. So that's the adventures of Mary, but they get more because Mary, fulfills and puts flavor into Micah's prophecy. Too small to be among the clans of Judah, but from you come forth the one who will be the ruler of Israel. Just think about it. The clan is so insignificant no one would ever think something good would come out of it. The ruler of Israel is destined to come out of the clan of Bethlehem. And Micah, whose name means my savior, Micah, my lord, is a, is a prophet hundreds of years before Mary ever comes on the scene. And he's predicting this. And we've got to put the pieces together just like the evangelists did. We have to read backwards. The evangelists gathered the life of Jesus and all the miracles and stories about Jesus that they, that they knew about, put them together, but they looked back into Holy Scripture in the Hebrew Bible to find out, were they really fulfillments? And this is, you can answer the, just like any of the prophets can answer it, it was a fulfillment. Because from Bethlehem, you know, after Mary goes back and visits Elizabeth, she stayed with her a few months. She goes back and she has her own baby in the house of bread, Bethlehem. And, and you know this. We'll continue that story, that, that adventure of Mary. So the adventures of Mary continue even to today because we carry that ruler in our hearts, Jesus. She had faith in the word of God, what Mary does is gives us a format as to how to relate to her little baby that's going to be born in Bethlehem. And Elizabeth, her cousin, look, I mean, scripture is so important. That's why I like to preach from the scriptures and not give you extra, too many extraneous stories. Sometimes I throw a lot of my own family stuff in there, like Hoboken, but, but it, it gives us flavor. Elizabeth says to Mary, First of all, as soon as I, my ears heard your voice, the baby, now we know the baby to be John the Baptist, leaped in her womb for joy. Now you say, oh, that's a pretty, pretty little addition. Well, not, not, not 
simple. When David finally established his kingdom and brought the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark is the box that held the covenant, which was the tablets of the law. When he brought them to the temple, which is the presence of God, he danced. I'm not going to do it, but he danced in joy. And, and you know Jewish men even today. Uh, in, in weddings and special holidays, they all gather, they dance. So it's a very ethnic, Semitic custom to be dancing in joy. Men, women together, it doesn't matter. What did David do? He danced in joy when the Ark of the Covenant was presented in the temple. Little baby John, the, the little baby, the, the embryo inside of Elizabeth. Well, six months, so you, could, you can go online and see how, much, how big a six-month-old baby is in, in utero. He leaped for joy because the presence of God is coming to him, Jesus. The fulfillment. Did Elizabeth know all that? Probably not. Probably not. But John the Baptist knew. God knew. And God knew his son was visiting his nephew, his cousin, John. What does Elizabeth say? And, and, and you know, Elizabeth says this to you and to me today. Blessed are you, all of you who are gathered here at Mass today, that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. That we believe why we're here. I hope you didn't wake up some morning and say, oh, Sunday, got to go to church, got to go to church. And go to church, go, to, go home, go have breakfast, go do things on Sunday. No, 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 no. We are coming into the presence of God when we come here. You, all of us, are receiving the fulfillment of the message from the time we open our eyes this morning or those who went last evening to now. Because as Elizabeth, our ancestor in the faith, says to us, we believed what was spoken to us by the Lord at baptism, at confirmation, at marriage vows, at priest ordination, at any experience we've had as Catholics. We believe it. Sometimes not so much, you know. Sometimes we go through doubts. But we believe it. That's the key. That's so important in our lives. To really follow, quote, Mary's adventures toward Jesus in everything we do. And she went through hell. Up that hill. I mean, I, I was never pregnant. Those of you who are pregnant, could you imagine? I mean, sometimes you're riding in a car locally without potholes galore. You know, I get agitated running around. I can't imagine Mary on a donkey or camel going up and down those hilly roads with baby Jesus in her womb. Just think of the natural experience. She got the word from God, though. She believed it. Let it be done to me according to your word, she says to the messenger, Gabriel. How did the word of God come to you? Think about it. When did I first experience it? Was it my, my table? Was it in church? Was it on the playground? When did I first mm, get to say, yeah, I believe in God? Just not all of us are nuns and priests and, and monks and hermits, so we don't have 24-hour 
devotion and prayer like the monastic communities do, but our lives are prayers. If we're married, if we're bringing children, like before Mass, where's, um, where's little Aggie? Aggie, hey Aggie. Oh, she's outside. Okay, Aggie before Mass, that's where we put it out there, was playing with the nativity, the statues that represent the story of the birth of Jesus. And of course, her mother and father very diligent. Oh, don't touch him, you might break him. My response to don't touch him, you might break him. I don't repeat this to the pastor. Glue will put him back together because they're only statues of plaster. But for the kids to go over there and play with, Mar and name them Mary and Joseph and the, the place where baby Jesus will be and the fact that Jesus will be there on Christmas. That's knowledge that she's getting from those people, her parents, and from you, the Catholic community. That's in her. And I was delighted. You'll see it on Facebook because everything I do gets on Facebook. You'll, you'll see her touching them. 21st century evangelization. Use it. And you know, it's funny. She was really, if, if you look out there later on, don't go there now, of course. There's a little lamb who like, looks like he's eating. So we put a little trough under his mouth with some hay in it. That's the one she went to first because it looks so, quote, natural, I think. She, she petted it. It's plaster, but she petted it. Do you hear it? She believed that the word of God spoken to her by the Lord is being fulfilled. How does that happen for you and me? Think of how many experiences we have in our lives. Yet the focus of today is going toward the nativity, Christmas. That's the focus. But along the way, the wrapping of the gifts, the lights, the food, the, the baking, the, the gathering together of families, the visitations that all many of us have, like Mary visiting Elizabeth. All of it can be part of our faith journey. All of it is part of our adventure. Like Mary's adventure to go visit her cousin in the hill country. How did God speak to you? Think about it.